Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> it's night time here. Um, could be any time of the day. Uh, it's nice to be back. We've been away for a little while. We'll talk mm. about that in a minute. Um, I'm just going to say for anyone uh, joining us, if you have questions, use your caps lock because we're sat a little bit back from the screen and my eyesight's appalling and I can't see unless it's in capitals. Um, if you don't know much about us we have a website the address is in the uh, little blurb box that corner <laughs> um, www.zetaconnection.com with a couple of dashes in the middle between the words um, if you go to that website it will have our information what we do um, how we work and it will tell you about the Zetas more importantly um, this show is uh, always presenting the Zeta perspective on everything we discuss, the information that we give, present, uh, comes from them and from our own experiences. Okay. We, we've been very busy. We've been so busy, um, which is why we haven't been here for a long, long time. So uh, you're going to tell people what we've been up to. Explain okay. our absence. We've been AWOL. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, we've uh, been down in Sydney. We um, spoke at the UFO uh, conference. That was really interesting. A lot of people turned up. Uh, we were able to present a lot of information from the Zetas. Mm -hmm. Then we did a sitting uh, and let the Zetas speak to a lot of people as well. Uh, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been actually teaching off our Moodle uh, educational portal, uh, teaching a lot of different things, uh, including trance. So that's been very interesting to do online, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Um, yeah, COVID kind of forced us into isolation, as with the rest of the world, and we had to move our teachings online, or there weren't going to be any. And what we actually found is that it actually worked uh, really, really well. Um, spirits and uh, the extraterrestrials we can work with yeah. uh, can work across the ether, unsurprisingly. Um, everything is consciousness, just because we're in different parts of the world, uh, absolutely makes no difference to them. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So today, yeah, why are we here? Why are we here? Well, I'm just looking through here because look, there's people. There's people. Hello. There's people. There's William. Hey, William. And um, there's Overlander there yeah. as well. Two. Hi, long time no see. Um, who else? I saw. I saw Ange, Debbie. Deb. Hey, nice. You could join us and and as well. Yes. Hi. Okay, awesome. So we got some people there. Can I just do a sound check? I, I read one of the comments said we had an echo. Can is the sound I think, okay, I think or is it's that just been resolved? For one person, no problem. Uh, okay, all right, awesome. All right then. Oh, okay, good. So basically, we thought that we would talk about um, the reptilians tonight, and interestingly, mm. um, they are seen uh, mostly in a negative light. I yeah, suggest. they are. Um, I've had encounters uh, with them that were 
seemingly innocuous and possibly even positive. Yeah, I've definitely um, had one positive encounter. One time I remember uh, I was uh, in a trance state with the Zetas and they they were training a, um, a young reptilian mm. uh, on how to use uh, telepathy. I remember you telling me about that. And that was a really interesting process to see that. And it made me realise then that um, not all the beings from different, obviously, reptilian races mm. were classed as negative. Uh, then I had a few other encounters with uh, some reptilian beings. They had very, very smooth skin, though. It was really super interesting. Different. Yeah, 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 it was. And I, th I think that's an important thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. That um, although we're going to be talking about uh, the less positive, probably the less positive side of our encounters, um, that doesn't mean to say that uh, the entire race is uh, yeah. not positive. Well, I guess um, there's somewhere in the universe tonight, there's extraterrestrials watching TV. <laughs> and yeah. the show that they're watching is on humans. And they're looking at each other and saying, do you think that all humans are negative? Oof, if they looked at the planet at the moment, I'm not entirely no, sure what they'd, they'd be, be thinking. Going, no, not at all. There yeah. are some positive humans, so that's really good. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, we might just right. want to remove that person. Yeah, so you can do that. Hang on. There you go. Okay, let's sort out a All little right. bit of uh, bad okay. behaviour. Everybody play nicely in the chat box, please. You won't be on that TV program. <laughs> they will not be on that TV program anymore. All right, so we've got a lot of questions here, but if anyone does have any questions, you can just type them yep. in caps, in caps. Bad eyes. Um, <laughs> it's, so we just want to say that the uh, reptilians have been uh, often on planet uh, well before the human species. Yeah. The, yeah. the Zeta told us that they very much consider this planet theirs. Um, yeah. Rightly or wrongly, that's that's how they view it. <laughs> uh, they're three-dimensional on their own planet, but they also uh, are able to project into their astral, as humans can. You can astral project. Yep. And by doing so, they're able to move into the yeah, human species astral yeah. uh, realm as well because I think that I was thinking about today that the uh, astral realms actually line up on the same sort of a frequency. Yeah, we've we've been told that their um their vibration, their frequency, choose whichever word you like, yeah. um is is very close to humans. That's yeah. not really that much of a surprise when you consider that they were living as three D beings flesh and blood just as we do on this planet mm. and you know we're all you have to be more or less aligned with the frequency or you're not going to do too well here so yeah kind of common sense really and so what they do is generally is they project and obfuscate their presence and we've had um some encounters lately with <laughs> them where yeah. uh, they've actually outed themselves more than once probably once a week probably so yeah it's interesting <laughs> once you start having a lot of contact with them how easy it is to break through their technology yeah and see what's really going on yeah and, and i think right. it's always worth saying that although everybody considers the reptilians to be i don't know less advanced than other races that perhaps we have contact with they they've still got some pretty clever technology oh, when absolutely. you compare it to what humans have got and so we shouldn't underestimate 
No, what well, they can do. That's, that's right, absolutely. Mm. So let's start with the questions. Um, here we go. Embrace. So what is the astral fabric and how is it used as a communication device by them? Well, as you know, you're surrounded by a whole lot of different uh, radio frequencies. Uh, you can't see them mm. at all. And if you imagine that you have a radio and the radio has a whole lot of stations on it, that all of those stations are uh, unintelligible unless you actually click onto that specific frequency. Mm -hmm. Well, there are frequencies that are based around consciousness that are, can be used by uh, beings. And mm -hmm. specifically, uh, one of those frequencies has been uh, hijacked, I guess, yeah. by uh, the reptilians. And they're able to access humans via their consciousness through human behavior. Yeah. And so what sort of behaviours would you say that you've noticed that they can access people by? Mm. Well, I don't know why they seem to be unable to generate their own energy when they're in this environment, but that seems to be the case. And because of that, they, they like to tap into the lower frequency vibrations that humans generate. Um so they're quite allergic to uh, love vibration, which is going to be handy to remember as we go along this evening. Uh, but they really like arguments. They like a lot of... Uh, addiction behaviours. Addiction behaviours. They like um, trauma. They like drama. They like chaos. Um, it sounds like a TV show, doesn't it? It does sound like a TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, when, when, you know, when we're all arguing and bickering and all those sorts of other things that humans just generally do from time to time. That's that's what they like. Well, there's been a bit of drama lately on the planet, so yeah. they must be quite happy. Yeah, I'm sure they're very happy about all that. Right. <laughs> so the next question is, in what ways can we protect ourselves from mm. negative influence? Yeah, well, we. this is obviously a question that's come up with the Zetas yeah. time and time and time again and they always point out that the love vibration is uh, is a vibration uh, the reptilians can't access mm. and so if you're able to keep yourself in a calm and peaceful loving state of being um, then you're pretty much off limits to them um, do you think though that you could be uh, in a situation where you'd be okay and then all of a sudden get triggered yeah absolutely you see uh, you know, this, this ideal situation, is it sounds great on paper or as you talk yeah. about it, but the reality, as we all know, is is different. You, know, you drive we, cars. <laughs> yeah. You, you go shopping. You, yeah, you, you have to get out there and mingle with humanity, don't you, on a day-to-day -day basis, even if you don't want to admit that you do. That's what we have to do. We all have to go buy food or make food mm. or whatever. Um, we have to go to work. We have to deal with kids. We have to deal with friends, family, relatives, all of that human stuff. And we, there are going to be occasions where we get uh, triggered by people's behavior, people's comments towards us, um, unexpected incidents, uh, you know, all, so, all manner of things can trigger us. It catches us off guard. We, we forget ourselves and we just react. Yeah. Um, we've been told that, you know, the best thing you can do is to learn to control your behavior. And if you can, be an observer of your behavior. Be mindful about how you react. There's a great phrase out there that says, you can't control the actions of others, but you can control your own action. 
Um, and so if you have the uh, strength of mind to be able to stop, count to 10, observe the situation and respond in a calm way that doesn't um, inflame, aggravate the situation, then that's going to be really useful. Well, Overlander says practice gratitude frequent, uh, frequently. Yeah, and, and of course, kindness as well. Yeah, But absolutely. it still doesn't stop people from um, being susceptible to these to trigger, trigger events. It is, but yeah. I guess what we're talking about here is um, more of an influence rather than a random occurrence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, how concerned should we be about the uh, influence of these reptilians? Um, I'm not concerned about it uh, no. because their actions revolve around our ability to uh, mm. work at a higher vibration. That's right. right? Mm. But I guess if uh, you've got a lot of drama around you, then you should be looking at, well, who's... Um, who's benefiting from that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be, uh, you know, you, you, if you're in the middle of it, is it? You yeah. know, it's never going to be any fun. Yeah. Um, and are they trustworthy? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're trustworthy. I don't believe that they're trustworthy. I... I have to say I would not trust a reptilian no matter how they presented themselves to me. Yeah. I'm just couldn't. I think... I, I, I <laughs> just know. I, I think obviously the way we're laughing, it's just because we've had so many encounters. And yeah. in the end, it's more about if... Uh, if you have continual encounters that look like there's something else and not what they're supposed to be at some point you've got to go well why is there this continual deception by them yeah we'll give you an example mm -hmm. uh you could be asleep and dreaming about something and next thing you see a, a gray alien uh in your dream mm. but if you look at the gray alien uh, for a continued length of time, mm -hmm. you may find out that it's actually not a great alien at all. Yep. And uh, we've seen this a lot, mm -hmm. that uh, technology is used to create some sort of imagery over yeah. the top of who's really there. Yeah. And it's a great way to, that way, you know, not me, not them, it's yeah. sort of, that's how it works yeah that's very and true we've experienced that a few times we have i'm just going to read that comment it feels like paul and Sian is saying that if you respond instead of react yeah. yes you'll have you'll have a calm and cool way of being yeah absolutely and you know it's that whole counting to 10 thing and just going okay what's the problem rather than just going wow at somebody yeah, yeah. <laughs> so would i say that uh the reptilians influencing people on the planet i i suggest that they are yeah absolutely um to what degree who knows um i've sort of got this guess. theory about that um i think that you can't be influenced unless you allow yourself to be yeah um but it just means that you have to be mindful and not everybody's perfect we we, no. we all are non-perfect mm. it's more about 
uh, if you're mindful of what's going on in your own behavior, mm. then it's n not too hard to spot what's yeah. going on. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and as easy as the Zetas make it sound, if yeah. you can. I'm not going to say the reptilians are easy to clear. They, they kind of are, but if you... If you if you if you don't know your energy, you you haven't practiced being mindfulness. If you haven't practiced raising your vibration, then obviously it's not easy. But if you are able to do those things, it's quite easy to kind of catch them out on their behaviour, and the influence will stop quite quickly. Mm. Um, similarly, well, if you can keep yourself up, as then, Overlander said, look, just blame it on the greys. It's a great deception. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, do you know they they really do do that. We've had so many instances where they pretended it's crazy uh it's interesting we'll tell you a story when um we had a face come through the wall uh yeah. people go what mm. we had a face come through the wall to and both of us both of us independently and looking and there was this <laughs> uh, gray alien's head sticking through the wall and i looked at it and but i wouldn't turn away i kept looking at it and realized that, that it wasn't mm. a gray at all yeah. it was actually a reptilian face yeah but it was uh like transfiguration if you've ever heard of that when a medium is sitting a trance medium in red light mm. they can transfigure it could uh, have an energetic mask mm. and the mask could be you know made of ectoplasm mm. or something and spirit often push their faces into the ectoplasm mm. and present themselves over the top of the medium mm. and uh, this is interesting because whatever technology they were using they were able to put that uh, mask over the top of their own. But it was... Uh, they couldn't sustain it. No, they couldn't sustain it because consciousness, if you're able to, consciousness means that you can uh, elevate your frequency and see through it, and that's called mask penetration. Mm. Uh, so some things to look up there on the internet. Mm. All right. The Zetas are similar in look to the reptilians i i'd suggest that oh boy they're not no really. justin we've, yeah. we've seen uh, many many races and lots of reptilians and they can't there's no yeah no way that they look the same the, the reptilians yeah. literally look like a reptile only a humanized reptile face the zetas uh, there are 63 three races. races to the species um and a lot of them look very similar. A lot of them don't look similar at all, although they still have that kind of grey, typical grey-like um, appearance. They're generally not, they're not scaly. They're not scaly. And they, the, iris, the reptilian eyes are very bulbous and they have the vertical slits, yeah. uh, zeta grey eyes. That they, don't, they don't look like that. Well, mm. the next question is, are they tricksters? I would suggest they probably are. 100%. 100%. Yeah, there's no shadow of a doubt. Um, now, we happen to know that the next question is a little bit sensitive, but um, we were contacted by some people that asked us about this, saying that they had been contacted by individuals making these statements. And the statement was, mm. uh, do reptilians uh, procreate with humans? And what is the reason? Mm. um i've not i've never seen any type of information like that all i know is, is what pe people have told us mm. if if that's you know that they reported that to us 
then that's what they believe as well. Um, so do the reptilians use screen memories? Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah. What sort of screen memories would they be using? The screen memories that I have asked the Zetas about um, largely concern um, the narrative uh, that the reptilians seem to use. It seems to, it's very particular and it generally um, revolves around the whole super soldier thing, um, situations where people feel like they're being trained to fight in alien wars, they're given guns and yeah. all of this. And I asked the Zetas, why are they doing that? Because we know they're, they're not uh, using screen memory technology for uh, better reasons, i.e. to protect the uh, fragility of the, of the human mind or human construct. And they said that it was because they all they want to do is install uh, a fear state. Now, whether that fear translates to worry or concern about what a person has seen and feels like they've experienced, because these narratives are very, very, very real. If somebody has experienced a, a true extraterrestrial screen memory narrative scenario, they are really going to believe that they've been in this situation. Yeah, and there is generally nothing that somebody can say to them to make them realize otherwise until something happens in their own experiences, which enables them to question and then see through the, the narrative. These screen memories, um, although they're, they're not of the gray type, you know, although they can be probably um, where they're doing the whole projections, they're generally revolving around this whole super soldier business. And it's because it generates the worry and concern and the reptilians like that vibration, that person then carries that vibration with them because of course they're going, oh God, what have I experienced? Worry, worry, concern, concern, and there it is. All right. Uh, so what happens to a person when they are influenced by them, the reptilians? And do we have any examples of their influence? Well, I know a while ago on one of the broadcasts that we did, we talked about reptilians, uh, but we actually experienced somebody uh, with us who mm. believed that they were on a phone call. Uh, the, they didn't have the phone anywhere near their ear. They had the phone in their hand. There was nobody on the phone at all, but they handed me the phone and said that there was a phone call for me. And I realized that something was wrong, but I took the phone anyway and went hello and realized there was no one there and said, there's nobody on the phone. They were insistent that there was somebody on the phone. Yeah. And then, uh, for some reason started to dial up the phone, contacted a person, handed <laughs> me the phone. And said, look, there they and, are. And look, said, look, there they are. So now mm. we're realizing that something's not right at all. And it turned out that the person wanted to talk to me about reptilians on the other end of the phone. So I just think that it was really interesting that, that the level of um, uh, influence that mm -hmm. was being placed yeah on this person was significant uh, it was beyond significant yeah. the, the, the next day we, we spoke to the person and um asked them about it again you know when everything had settled down a little bit and the person could not believe how they had uh been fooled into 
um, thinking that somebody had been on that telephone call. That they really honestly did believe it. They, they were shocked to find out that that hadn't happened. <laughs> um, I'll just quickly address that. No, no, we haven't heard of that group in relation to, to the Orion, no. To the Orions, no. no. Uh, so next question is, uh, do uh, reptilians ever incarnate as human beings or hybrids? No, they don't have no. the technology. They can't. Yeah. No, According don't. to the Zeta, they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, people do say that they are reptilian. Yeah, I th I th a person can have um, a reptilian working with them, mm. working or with as them. a guide, if they want. As a guide, yeah. Um, I knew of somebody who believed they were um, of reptilian uh, origin. Um, it's not possible that mm. they had a you know attachments the wrong word the being was with them pretty much 24 7 um but it certainly wasn't of a hybrid consciousness right so we sort of segue a little bit now some of the questions sort of start to branch out and some some of them may not actually be have anything to do with um, reptilians but okay uh, one question says why do we have this array of beings such as the council of nine nine leaders mm -hmm. the anunnaki all in orbit of our planet looking at us invested in us and watching our progress as a species well firstly um these beings aren't orbiting our planet that's <laughs> the first thing um the council of nine is definitely um interested in what goes on on a galactic scale Mm -hmm. Some people may call the Council of Nine the Galactic Federation. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But these beings are interested in us. They're invested in us because they themselves were once uh, a species that was struggling to mm -hmm. move past their technological edge. Uh, these more advanced races are looking to support uh, humanity. Mm -hmm. But of course, we all have our own free will. And that free will means that uh, we cannot uh, have our free will overridden. And yeah. so that's why, uh, you know, they look like they're just watching, but generally they are trying to uh, work with the race as well, the human race. All right. yeah. Back to the reptilian question. Why are they watching as a group of negative reptilians this is a question we've been given about the council about of the council of nine and others why are the council of nine and the zetas watching as a group of negative reptilians sabotage <laughs> the human species at every turn kind of just feel like that that's well I, I don't know don't mm. you think that it's more like um you know should we want to be saved or something yeah Pretty much, yeah. it does kind of feel like that. Yeah. I mean, when, when we realise that um, humans are more than capable of uh, doing the things we need to do in order to avoid being triggered and um, being susceptible to their um, energy draw, we'll call it that, by raising our frequency, which we can do, we can, do, we can learn to do that, and by being the observer of our own uh, reactions, emotions, um, you realise that we are more than capable of managing this it's just that quite often we don't give it a second thought and we that's where we get into trouble yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, next question says these these reptilians seem to pump up a vast amount 
of resources into keeping humanity as a primitive, <laughs> fear-based and war-like race or species. Mm. I can't, I don't think there's an answer to that question. I think that's more of a statement. Think, more of a statement. I think that's how the person's feeling. With currently what's going on, it's... Um, it certainly feels like it. It certainly feels like it, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, so here's the one that's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't, don't know where they get their percentages from. Not only does 95% of the human population not even know that these beings are doing this, but clearly all ET races watching us are fully aware these beings are doing this to us. Mm. But it looks like they're doing nothing to help us as a species. Why is that? Because I think the human species needs to grow up. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, how are we ever going to evolve in consciousness uh, if we can't even manage the basics? You know, keeping ourselves up and uh, observing our own behavior. I mean, you know, our kids are in school. They, they, need to, they need to learn. They need to learn from their mistakes. They need to grow. And so there's this race. Yeah. It's very simple. There's uh, angels are life. Do reptilians have human hybrid children? Uh, certainly not of consciousness in the same no. way that 30% of uh, humanity is a hybrid of consciousness from various extraterrestrial races. Mm. I mean, is it even possible anyway? They're not even able to disseminate their consciousness that way. They've got to use the astral. Yeah, I, I, I haven't specifically asked Zetas that question, but I have a feeling the answer would be no. We know they can't create hybrid humans, and mm. so I don't see why they'd be able to create yeah. a hybrid <clears throat> there's uh, certainly some technical children. issues there when you think about mm. your, your animation the way you're animated at you know uh pre-birth mm. you're animated via spirit people and so spirit the higher self comes in animates the physical form yeah they're unable to do that that's right they can't yeah. do that yeah but also um the abductors which is one uh, race of the zetas or the the, the expelled race. The expelled race, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, they're unable to do that as well. That's right. They, yeah. they don't have the ability. They don't have the technology. And more importantly, they don't have permission of uh, spirit realm beings to do that. Permission. Free will. Okay, there you go. Uh, here's a really interesting question. Are the reptilians in control of spirit realm? You. I'd no. suggest the Anunnaki are in control of spirit realm. Well, spirit realm's technology. <laughs> that's that's really what it is. Um, there's many reasons why it's a technology as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a very protected space. Yeah, very protected space. Very protected space. Yeah. And so the question is, and that leads on to a very, very uh, interesting subject. What happens to a person when they die? Do mm. they? they go to light mm. should we switch over to spirit realm thinking in regards to this yeah i think you're gonna to have to start at the beginning the beginning <laughs> once, oh, no. upon a time. once upon a time <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. i've had a lot of encounters we're both mediums we've encountered a spirit daily um for many many years which gives you the chance to then talk to them about yeah. their perception of where they are mm -hmm. Um, a lot of these spirits 
they don't know what the light is. No. That's the first thing. So I know that there's a lot of uh, discussion and in the literature about going to the light and, or, you know, but from their perspective, they're quite happy where they are. You could call it the, the real-time spirit realm mm. because it uh, it's blended in with the physical environment. So mm. they're able to be around the living mm. as well. I guess that goes back to why the Anunnaki created spirit realm in the first place. Once, once they realized humans had um, developed a consciousness that survived beyond the uh, death of the physical body, they, they noticed that the, that consciousness was aimlessly floating around. It, it has to stay within this vibration because, of course, that's where it's come from. They created spirit realm to give those consciousnesses <laughs> somewhere to go and carry on their experience and to reincarnate uh, into the human form if they wanted to do so. Right. And then what about the lines? Because people do report seeing the light when, th when they have NDEs. Yeah, I was going to say that's more of an NDE thing. And I, yeah. I don't know whether that might be part of the whole in, uh, kind of chemical yeah, NDE yeah. thing. But certainly every spirit person I've spoken to, and it's been a lot over the last, mm. goodness, 25 years or so, I've never heard one of them tell me um, they saw the light and travelled to it. They very much just find themselves in spirit realm. It's an yeah. automatic process. They they don't need to think about going to spirit realm. They just are. Mm. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Yeah, we all go through the same door. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we use the gateway. And all then, right. Are you going to talk about the gateway now? No. Ooh, Completely going to segue right geez. past the gateway. Um, <laughs> if every single human on earth became aware of their influence, uh, overnight, would this give us the power over them? Became Absolutely. aware of the reptilian, of the reptilian influence. Yes. yes, which is that's why they don't want us doing this tonight. Well, <laughs> talking about there would, it, there would be. Well, I think no, no. I think we've been pretty balanced. Yeah, we're being fair. Yeah, we're not, we're not telling any lies. We're not. I, we're not fibbing about. Them. I don't think that people should. No. Well, we don't. Like that, we're not making stuff up. Yeah, okay. That's they shouldn't really have good. any beef with what we're doing. They don't have any beef. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds like Shades of Skinwalker, doesn't it? Oh, gosh. Well, you said no beef. <laughs> All right. Um, someone said, when I've crossed over Should a I make spirit that who was earthbound due to fear. Yeah, put that one up. Remember your caps looks, people, because it's too small. When I've crossed over... A spirit who was when, earthbound due to fear. Okay. I witnessed the white light and spirits crossing into the light. Mm -hmm. So you're saying you've crossed spirits over and you've seen the light. That's because you've seen that from your perception. Yep. A living human perception. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. many humans would see light because they're looking into frequency. So when yeah, I've been in trance. Sense with spirit people and I'm looking into spirit realm, mm. I'm seeing a vista of light. Okay. But I know that it's not the light that That's people, your perception of that, the Yeah, frequency. it's just the perception of the vista. Mm. Yeah. So it's, I think it's the living that actually see the light, not the spirits. Well, it's the NDEers. Is that a thing? NDEers? An NDEer. Yeah, people who've had near-death experiences yeah. who report seeing the light. I've had a couple of those. 
they're all alive. But there was there was no light. Yeah. No batteries in that torch. All right. Um, da, 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 do humans have any advantage over these reptilians at all? Advantage over them. Well, I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, no, that I do. I think that's a good question. Like, well, we've talked about you know increasing your frequency, increasing your vibration, showing light, and you would have to ask yourself, is that classed as an advantage over them and their behaviours? I'd say it was. I guess when you look at it like that. Mm. Yeah. Let's be straight up here. We haven't mentioned other races astral races such as the collectors mm. all right and uh that is a much larger conversation that people generally uh haven't haven't had should we save it for later we could save that for another time but there are other races that exist besides reptilians that project themselves from the astral fabric yeah. The, the reptilians are not the only ones that do that. Oh, there are many races yeah. existing in the astral. All right. Um, if they are physical and are they located on Earth? Mm. I've, I don't know. Can, can anybody they're, really they're answer that? They're physical on their own planet. They're physical on their own planet. There's a question. Can the greys... The Zetas be a bluish color. A bluish color. We haven't come across any bluish Zetas. It's interesting that the more you learn about them, the more contact you have with the race, the mm. more you realize how little information you actually yeah. had in the beginning. We've seen quite a few variations of mm. color. I think we've met about seven. Is it seven? Seven races. Seven yeah. of the 63 races of the species. None of them have been bluish. But that but doesn't mean to that, say that there couldn't be. Uh, yeah. Actually, one race looked like they were polished stainless steel. They do. I mean, that could that could be an ex external suit or something they're wearing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's another one there. Hang on. Do, do we... they pop up in dreams? Time for, for the first time seeing. They can do. Uh, they, they, there's, yeah, oh, hang on, are we talking about reptilians or zetas? Yeah, we need to clarify who's popping up in dreams. Um, we'll wait to see what you're saying. Uh, the reptilians or the greys. The reptilians definitely pop up in the astral. If you're, if you're astral traveling, um, or that kind of or you're funny state before you get astral, to, or yeah. yeah, that they definitely the reptilians pop up there, yeah, yeah. as do the the abductors. The abductors um, thing also is, operate in the astral. Another thing is with the reptilians is they run the narratives in the dream states as well. So mm. some people think that they're being abducted and they're not. They're just living a narrative, or they're reliving a narrative. They're reliving somebody else's abduction experience. Well, races are able to replay that narrative to you yeah. in the astral state. In, so yeah. you could be asleep and be in the astral, yeah. just be, you know, doing all of the usual dream state stuff, mm. and then all of a sudden relive a, an abduction experience. Yeah, that's always fun. But it's, which has happened to, <laughs> to you as well. Um, that question was about the Zetas. Ah, the Zetas, what? Popping up in dreams. Yes, they can Yeah, uh, so the Zetas mm. do um work in dream states of course mm -hmm. and they do that 
for very good reasons. Yeah. It's easier to contact somebody in their dream state because the uh, possibility of them damaging what is classed as the local construct, which is the mind of the human, is limited at best yeah. to damage. Yeah. Whereas if you're awake, fully cognizant, and you have a um, physical uh, encounter. encounter with them, you're going to get your the... ability to have <laughs> psychological issues after that is quite high. Mm -hmm. uh, as uh, you may have heard, Gary Nolan has been tasked to review medical records of military personnel and those people that have uh, reported and seen uh, UAP, uh, some of them actually have physical damage yeah. to their to their brains after they've um, had an encounter. So that's why the beings, lots of different beings, contact people in their dream states as well. Uh, I used to be bugged by the greys that were like kids then an old looking grey turned up and seemed to be protective. Mm. Yeah, that's very possible that uh, a, a different race of the species could mm. turn up mm. and uh, we've seen that happen plenty oh, of times. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh next question is um there's loads there's loads of questions <laughs> the zetas have said about the reptilians they work in secret the less attention that they draw to themselves the more they can influence another that that is true that the zetas mm. have said that um one thing is uh we've written a book uh, a long time ago myself and william trinette who's in the chat tonight um, and it was the very first scientific type book that was put out and it's called a primer of the zeta race and that has chapters in it about the reptilians as well it does as well as many other interesting chapters i was looking at the book tonight it's 500 pages what the primer the primer is 500 yeah the other one that uh, william and i wrote uh, was the channeled or tranced material by the Zetas. The raw transcripts. The raw transcripts for the Zeta interviews. Yeah. And that's nearly 700 pages. Yeah. They, um, yeah. If people want to look at those, they're available as a, just a free PDF download off the yeah. website. If you go to the website address, go to publish material down the bottom of that page, you'll yeah. see three, I think there's three actually, cosmologies up there as well. Yeah, William's other book, yeah. uh, Extraterrestrial Cosmologies yeah. there as well. Yeah, you can read those. Uh, that's mm. a pretty interesting book. Uh, I like reading about the craft and the toroidals, the toroids that uh, are used by the craft to mm. navigate. Yeah, the donuts. The donuts. <laughs> I call them donuts. Donuts, there you go. Come on, next question. All right, We're never next get question. Do the reptilians have a base on the moon or under the earth somewhere? I don't know. I have no idea. But if you do and you've got pictures, <laughs> yeah. I'll be interested to see them. <laughs> That's what somebody asked me today, by the way. Did um, they? What did they uh, you, uh, I, I had made a statement about some reptilians and they said, do you have a peer-reviewed um, source for that information? What was the information? Oh, I don't know, but it was more like 
I'd be interested to see any peer-reviewed information about reptilians by any scientific body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could All be right. interesting. Yeah, that would be mm. very interesting. Um, uh, you have mentioned, I guess they're talking about me, uh, that reptilians draw energy from people's behavioral energy. Mm. What is this energy and how do they use it? And what do they use it for? Well, we know we know they certainly draw the energy for their own sus sustenance. Is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, yeah. Food, sustenance. Um, but why they need to do that is still kind of beyond me, really. I still don't quite understand it. Why do they... Why do they need to draw energy? Maybe that's a question we could ask the Zetas. I, I will. Yeah, I will. Just add it to mm. the list of the 10 million questions yeah. that need to already be asked. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so um, let me have a look Hang at on. this question. We've, we've got an answer to that to our well, question there. Is that a... Okay. We're looking for the peer review, <laughs> the peer review document now. <laughs> Uh, yeah um okay the thing you've is, been on it fair enough yeah but yeah but peer reviewed <laughs> probably okay. not peer -reviewed. anyway whatever <laughs> um no. did the reptilians evolve or originate from earth no no, no not at all and you know there are many habitable planets in this galaxy and um the uh, nasa and those uh, places are mm. finding more and more uh, habitable planets every day mm -hmm. uh, are the reptilians at war with other et civilizations well mm. they probably are mm. because we know that uh, initially they um, had a bit of a war with the zetas didn't they Oh, yeah, of course, that was the reptilians. Mm, yeah, right. yeah, but they've come to some arrangement whereby everybody's agreed that it's, war isn't productive, so called, they don't do it anymore. No, it's not even called a <laughs> truce, it's called a truth. A truth. Yeah, interesting yeah. word to use. Mm. Yeah, that's right. All right, and are they at war with themselves? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, they're at war with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's the end of the questions. Brilliant. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Does anyone else um, have any questions about not, reptilian stuff? There you go. If not, that's fine. Or any, or any other questions whilst we're here. We're yeah. happy. If not. Want some water? No, I'm fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, well, we've been online for 45 minutes. Yeah. And I think that we should say good night. Well, maybe we should just conclude. We're going to conclude. Conclude. So, so the title of of this was the reptilian influence, and what can we do about it? What we can do about it is by being aware of our behaviour, by observing how we react, uh, observing the behaviour around us, and try and keep your vibration up. There's Enzo's question. How, Enzo, hey, Enzo. How have you been? How have we been? Yeah. Uh, we've been busy. That's Enzo, really good. Like crazy yeah. busy. We were doing, well, I think we said earlier on, but we've been down in Sydney doing uh, Zeta sittings where I think at least half the people at the sitting saw the Zeta walking around, which was awesome. Yeah. We're doing shamanic journey work with our spirit, pool spirit guides, which was lovely. We did some 
energetic restoration work with the Zetas, which was really, really nice to be able to do. What else did we do? Oh, we did the UFOR conference as well. Um, so, yeah, we've been super busy. We've been teaching, lots and yeah. lots of teaching. Yeah, the educational portal takes a lot of work, doesn't it? It's uh, a lot of course yeah courseware to write so that's yeah. pretty interesting yeah we teach all around the world it's and always busy. the <laughs> the book where is it i don't know oh yeah you did your new book forgot about paul's i've book. got to try and get it out under a glass <laughs> of water <laughs> oh god yeah so the the cover's a bit dark but there you it's go. called inside the hive mind yeah and um that's a really your stuff. Challenging book, by the way. Lots of mm. interesting things in there. Yeah. All right. We won't tell them about the stuff we took out. The stuff, the <laughs> yeah. stuff I took out. Yeah. Okay. That'll be in the second edition, right? The second edition. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's coming out next week. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's nice to um, nice to be back and yeah. see some familiar names. I can't say faces. Um, all right. All right. We'll leave it there. Uh, we'll be back next week at a more US canada time friendly time so it's not the crack of dawn for you guys yeah. <laughs> all right that's that's it okay we will see you all shortly take care have a good week Bye. and uh see you later